Hello and welcome to the Latter-day Ladies, a podcast for women seeking to live a gospel-centered life in a Latter-day world. I'm your host, Jenny Moss. Hello, my friends. How are you? I hope you are just doing great. Maybe washing some dishes while we talk. Um, I'm excited for this weekend because my kids are going to be in the first primary program together. The big three are going to be in it. And I'm excited to see them be able to go up there and do their parts. It's very, very cute. And in fact, my three-year-old will be doing the longest part in the entire program. (laughs) So that's going to be very adorable and I can't wait. Um, the last couple weeks, my sweet little baby has been teething, which is tough, but you know, it's just one of those things that babies have to pass through. He's been very congested. Um, and every time he wakes up, he gets very, 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 very congested. And so it's my job as his mom to clear his nasal passageways. So the other day, I was doing this on the floor and George just started to wail. He, he's not really a crier, but he hates having his nose cleared. He hates it so much and getting clothes on and off. So his siblings were playing close by. So they come around and they just sit around him and they're trying to calm him down and singing songs to him, but he's just, he's really wailing So I'm trying to get it done really quickly, um, and I can feel everyone around him just start to get more and more and more upset. And um, so I'm working, 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 trying to get it done so that nobody loses their mind. But of course, right before I finish, everyone just starts crying. So all four kids are crying. Um... I, I pick Georgie up and I'm cuddling him. I bring him over to the couch. I tell the other kids to come over and sit with us. And um, they are just, they're just bawling and super upset and mad at me. So I told them, guys, this is something I have to do. You know, I, I love Georgie too. I, I don't like to make him cry. And my little three-year-old was like, why are you doing that to Georgie? It was so mean. Don't be a mean mama. I said, I'm not trying to be mean, Mama. I just really want Georgie to be able to breathe. And then I looked at all of them and I said, Guys, I promise I will always try my best to act in a way that will be best for you guys and to help you. And I said, Do you trust me? And my oldest, Teddy, looked at me and he said, Mom, I trust you. And that little moment felt sacred. It was such a gift that my seven-year-old gave me, that he trusts me. And I was thinking about how much of a gift it is when we are able to trust in God. Trusting in God is something that can ease our burdens through our life, since it plays so deeply into the act of faith. To trust means to rely upon or to place confidence in someone or something. 
In spiritual matters, trust includes relying on God, Jesus, and the Spirit. But how can we build trust in someone we cannot see or hug or talk to in person? One of the ways I believe to be confident in our relationship with the Godhead is through our efforts in knowing them. Knowing them means studying them. It means reading our scriptures, finding them in the pages, listening to the modern-day leaders who speak about them, and learning their personalities, and trust them through the time we spend with them. One of the sweetest ways I got to know the Savior was by studying all of His names and titles. I was able to see different places that He was in my life that I didn't realize before. I saw so many ways that He wanted to support and love me that I had not yet seen After that study, I felt like there were so many things that I could see Christ in every single day in my life. Almost like after I became a mom, I could see so many ways that my mom served me and loved me and supported me that I didn't see before I became a mom. I did a real life study of being a mom before I realized what love my mom had for me. I've learned a lot about God by studying the way that he parents through the scriptures. It's helped me learn about clear boundaries and preparation, how to forgive and how to follow through. The more complete our knowledge and our understanding are of who the Godhead is, the more we can see why to trust them. Another way to build that relationship is through quality time. How can we trust someone that we don't hang out with? Well, we hang out with them in a little bit of a different way. We pray. Prayer isn't just to communicate with each other. It is also to commune with each other. When we talk and listen to what God has to say back, we not only receive answers to our questions, but we also learn about what's important to Him. I try to write down my promptings and things I have been told in blessings. As I read back through them, I see that there are themes that God has focused on with me for over two decades since I started writing these things down. He's very focused on certain aspects of my life and told me to prepare for them even before they were on my radar. I know that that's not individual to me. God has specific plans for you. He has plans for your time and for your talents. You can receive guidance simply by listening, writing, following through, and asking for more information. There is trust in the process of prayer and receiving revelation, 
And as we practice it more and more, the trust grows. We are able to trust more in God's word and he's able to trust in us because we follow through with the things he asks us to do. Trust goes both ways, as does relationships. And when we invest in our relationships, they invest right back in us, especially when it's with the Godhead. Something I had never really considered was a thought pointed out by M. Russell Ballard, who spoke of our siblings who followed Satan rather than God in the pre-earth life. Ballard says, those who lost the blessing of coming into mortality lacked sufficient trust in God. End quote. It seems unfathomable that someone who was in God's presence would choose Satan's plan of action over God's. But we need to remember that there was no risk in what Satan had proposed. The controlling and power-hungry adversary wanted to determine our outcome. He didn't want he made it seem like our outcome was being left up to chance, when in fact there's no chance if we follow God. God's plan is sure. God's plan is stable. God's plan is something we can invest our trust in. We cannot let that piece of history of our siblings who followed Satan to happen again. Believing in the lives of Satan will only result in sadness and unfulfilled blessings that we are on the pathway to receiving. While I thought about my kids and their reaction to my clearing of George's nose, I thought about the times that I've been up in arms with the Lord's actions. I've said things often in my own head like, "Mm, that's too much to put on someone. She can't handle that many burdens. Or, haven't they suffered enough? Or, I don't like that. I don't like that that's happening and it's just too much. Too much discomfort. I have forgotten that some steps are necessary. Just like I needed to clear George's nasal passages. Some steps are necessary for hearts to be purified for pathways to be clear and for God's mysterious purposes to go forward. I have seen in my own life many times when things have been tough and others have been concerned on my own behalf, but then later realized that those moments are why certain blessings I have now are intact, that certain periods of terrible pain, physical, mental, spiritual, resulted in deep wells of love 
opening up for my Savior. To be a part of my life in ways that I didn't know were possible. It always comes back to trust. Trusting our Father and our brother and trusting the Spirit. Trusting in their love and their perspective. Trusting that they know us, that they're proving us, and they are making it possible to become everything we have fought so hard to be. To be confident in their ways, that their ways are higher than our ways, and that their thoughts are not our thoughts. Today, I was having a very bad attitude about my back. (laughs) I was frustrated and annoyed and angry. And um, I googled accepting the Lord's timing. And this awesome talk by Elder Bednar came up called accepting the Lord's will and timing, which is funny because I literally read this talk one week ago, but it did not hit me the way that it did today. He was talking about a young couple who was going through the challenge of cancer together as newlyweds. And they said in their journal, we learned that we needed to gain the faith that the Lord is in charge, whatever the outcome may be. And that he will guide us from where we are to where we need to be. As we prayed, our petitions changed from please make me whole to please give us the faith to accept whatever outcome thou hast planned for me. End quote. I loved that line of gaining the faith that the Lord is in charge, whatever the outcome may be. We don't get to determine what that outcome is for ourselves or for others, but we can trust God. He has no malice. He has no desire to do anything but bring us home. He may make us step outside something we have previously thought. He may ask us to do something that's scary or outside our comfort zone. He may ask us to change. That's probably a given. But if we believe in him and we have confidence that indeed our interest is the only thing that God cares about, we will be blessed. Our trust will grow and we will see God prove himself over and over that he is worth that trust. I love you guys. And I hope that we can all work together to not only trust the Lord for ourselves, but trust that he's taking care of those that we love. Have a wonderful week and go forward and trust. Bye.